Before we get into stuff, if you are listening on iTunes or Stitcher, if you can rate and review us, it helps us out a lot. It takes a couple of seconds. To get the episodes early, bonus material, control our Googles, check out our Patreon. It's patreon.com right slash two non-doctors. You can email us with all of your questions, concerns, telling us how wrong we are at two non-doctors at gmail.com. Hey everybody, welcome to Two Non-Doctors. I'm Liz Mealy. I'm Maria Shahada. We are stand-up comedians. Stand-up comedians that are currently jobless because of the coronavirus. We're finally going to be the doctors our mothers wanted us to be. Is there anything that we don't know? A lot, actually. We have a lot of questions. Uh, We have a lot of answers. All of them wrong. But we do have access to... Google. And a vet. Oh yeah, my mom's a vet. She knows some stuff. We have to do this So again. every once in a while, we're going to invite her on. No, we don't. We're going to actually use this. <laughs> Welcome to Two Non-Doctors. Ba-da-ba-ba, mood change. It's a mood change. Get ready to the podcast. Mood change. Yep. Welcome to Two Non-Doctors. Maria is not into it, and she <laughs> is trying to trick herself into being into doing this which kind of feels like we're on a date that you don't want to be on. And you're like, but I haven't been on a date in a while and I just need to get into it. I've lessened my tolerance for things I have to do to the point of like moving from the living room to the bedroom to start a podcast. I'm like, all right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't think people even fully understand that it's like, it's your afternoon and I've Depending on the day, I've either woken up 10 minutes before we podcast or sometimes, if we're lucky, 45 minutes before we podcast. So it's like we're always in two different moods. Oh, that's the the thing is like this is my worst time of day because my mornings are like, if you caught me in the morning, I'd be like, Liz, what's up? This is going to be so much fun. Oh, my God. I have so much to talk about and I'm just buzzing and like, you know. But you catch me in the afternoon, my slumpiest time of day. And um, it's still fun. This is honestly, this is like a highlight of my quarantine is doing these with you. So it's not even like. But what I also find funny is I'm not really a morning person. So we're kind of matched if it's like, I'm kind of like, all right, let's, (laughs) let's get into this. And you're like, I I guess I'll drink a cup of coffee and get ready. So we're kind of like, it it, it does kind of five hours apart and we're in the same place mentally. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I think right. I did something. I remember when you remember when you had to send faxes? Yes, I do. I do remember fax machines. That chore ruined my entire day. Did I ever tell you I got I got a speeding ticket? This is maybe like seven years ago. I got a speeding ticket and it was gonna like ruin my license. Like I was gonna get all these points and stuff. So I took some like six hour class so that um, I wouldn't get the points on my license. So I did the class, I got a certificate, I sent it in, whatever I had to do. Then two months later, I get a message that says, um, your license is being revoked or something was happening. I don't know what the right language is, but literally I was going to lose my license. And I was like, why? I was like, that's news to me. Like, why am I losing my license? So I call up this court and I was like, I don't understand. And they're like, yeah, you didn't do this thing. You didn't pay this thing. And I go, I did a six hour class. They're like, well, you need to fax that in. And I go, what I was like, I I, I could fax, I, I could email it to you in three sex, seconds. I could fax it in three days in in 1982. Like I just don't understand why that's your option. And it almost makes me think of the fact that everybody's having issues with unemployment right now because they say all the websites for unemployment were like 
truly made in the 50s and like never updated. Every time I've gotten myself in trouble, they're always like, hey, you can get out of it, but it's going to actually make your life worse. And you're like, I'll just take, I'll just, I don't know. Yeah. It's like when you have to unsubscribe for something and they're like, well, you have to log in to un unsubscribe. It's like, well, I guess I'm on the mailing list for life because... <laughs> <laughs> My favorite is most things that you have to cancel, they, they make you call. So yes. you signed up online. Yes. Easy enough to sign up online, but then to cancel, you need to call. You're like, yeah, but you shouldn't, you shouldn't have a different version of how to cancel for how you sign up. And that's yeah. some tricky shit. And that's because they want some woman to be like, oh, we're so sorry to hear that you no longer want to be um, with Chase. Uh, is there any issue? There's no issue. I just, I have too many credit cards. Okay. Well, we could give you some deal where you, your limit will be a hundred thousand dollars that you don't have. And we'll do some other benefits that'll probably put you into debt. Do you not want that? No, I don't. I don't. This is literally causing me so much stress. And they're like, well, if there's a, I've yelled at so many women to be like, Sarah, just do your job. I know you're doing your job, but I'm telling you what I want done. And I will come over there and use this credit card as a knife. If you yeah. do not. Cancel. 100%. Um, Shaw Academy. I will warn everybody out there about Shaw Academy. It's an online course thing. Uh, you can sign up easy enough. They'll take your money easy enough because they have things like, it's like four weeks are free for the online courses, but then they have toolkits and modules and shit that you pay 30 pounds for. And uh, you can say you have an, a certificate from Shaw Academy. Like if I, I would get laughed out of an interview if I was like, I'm um, fully qualified to be your marketing, your social media marketer, uh, because I have a degree from Shaw Academy. But like, um, <laughs> So you just hit a button because I just wanted more information about the toolkit and then it just charged my card. So I couldn't get that money back. They said, like, for some reason I couldn't get it back, but they gave me more credits to use towards stuff in their website. And when I tried to use that, it tried to charge my card again. But little did they know, I didn't have enough money in my account to cover it. So it got declined. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll show them you want to be mean. I'll be irresponsible. Exactly. So I called the number and it's an automated person. It's not even a real person. And literally they had like five questions, but each question went like this. Are you sure you want to give up on your dreams and blah, 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 blah to do all oh, pieces press of one, shit. Press one to continue on, on uh, just all you have to do is, and it would twice for all five questions make you try to press one and then press two was to continue giving up on your dreams, press two. So boom, oh, I eat a five dick. Times. it was easier to get out of being a Scientologist than it was getting out of Oh, <laughs> That, I mean, that's the level of manipulation that they have to go through for your 30 pounds. Um, what did you Google this week? I Googled, um, can you murder someone with an icicle? <laughs> did you, are, are things going well for you? Why, why was that your inspiration? Because uh, one of Johnny's flatmates, <laughs> well, shut up. No, um, one of Johnny. <laughs> One of Johnny's flatmates uh, is doing like a movie podcast. And so he had to watch this movie called Stalker, which is an old Russian art, uh, just an art film um, from 1979. Anyway, they were walking through tunnels and there were icicles hanging down. And I got a little, like a little worried for the characters because I was like, if those fall, you know, they could get killed. And so, but I was like, I remember people talking about like, you could murder somebody with an icicle and it's like the perfect murder because... Um, it just melts away. Your murder weapon's gone. 
but the consensus, and this is all from sites like Quora and Reddit, because no respectable publication <laughs> had an answer for me. You mean Harvard Medical School didn't have a breakdown? Not this time. So yeah, so the consensus was you can, but you really got to get it right the first time because you're fucked if you don't get them. <laughs> oh yeah, you, your, bo your body melts. Could you imagine you're like, you get them and you're like, that was not even an organ. And you're like, wah. <laughs> like, <laughs> so they were like, yeah, so you'll have to stab them a bunch of times, but by then like the icicles probably already melted and you're better off just going to Walmart and buying a, a knife with cash and throwing it in the lake. Like got really specific and I was like, thank you, Reddit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> You've just brought back the reason why Reddit is scary. It's just a bunch of people with too much time planning murder. That's always what I thought Reddit. Reddit was. I don't understand Reddit. I'm terrified of people on Reddit. Like, um, It is the only kind of form of social media I won't participate in because it's the meanest. And I get like literally acid threat like people threatening to throw acid in my face on youtube and even i'm like reddit's a little too far like yeah. reddit's a little too much for me yeah <laughs> i was like i was like i'll go work to youtube where they have class <laughs> um <laughs> that's so funny <laughs> it is it, i i truly i remember the day i decided i was just like yeah it's ruining every single day i don't think i can do reddit anymore i just i can't like it just I already have low self-esteem. I can't have a bunch of dudes help me with that. <laughs> like, I just, I don't, I don't need help, Reddit. Thank you. I know. Uh, I got to go to the female-friendly uh, Pinterest. <laughs> yeah, it's like, that's yeah. where all the girls are. That's where they're nice there. <laughs> <laughs> and not only are they nice, they like, they send you inspirational quotes. They're like, if he doesn't love you at your worst, he doesn't deserve your best. Yeah. And you're like, thank you. Thank you, You're damn Pinterest. right. Yeah. Thank you. That's what I've been saying, but you found a great Marilyn Monroe quote, and now I'm going to print it out and put it in a frame. You don't have to print it out. They've crocheted it, and you can buy it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was thinking, like, for stab, like, because, like, you have the heat from your hand, so now you're, like, the actual holding it is going to melt if you don't do it fast, and then when it goes into the body, does the heat from the body so if you don't do it again quickly i just like in my mind it evaporates like that's all like like a cartoon it's just like wah, wah, wah. like it's like a bruce lee film where he's fighting and then the the villain takes the weapon out of bruce lee's hand and he has to now fight with his hands or something i don't know it's just you just you you've got to be prepared if the icicle doesn't work out for you but i don't think it's one of those things that is planned i think you find yourself in a situation where you're in trouble there happens to be an icicle, you figure it out. <laughs> I don't think. Yeah, no, I don't think people's number one choice is icicle. Oh, because um, I Googled icicle trays. They don't make them. Um, wow. I, this is I, probably one of your most intense. Are you doing okay with all these uh, no, boys that you live with? No, they're fine. They're fine. They're lovely people. Actually, um, I didn't <laughs> Google icicle trays, but I thought of it as like an, a thing I could tell. And I was, I was like, it's a bad idea. But um there might actually be icicle trays out there. I don't want to murder anybody. It was just, I was, it came out of, if you remember, it came from watching a movie and being worried about the characters. So it came out of a place of, of, um, caring. So yes, yes. Just I a little dark. That. It's okay. Yeah, I sensed it. No, I sensed all that caring. I feel like my Google doesn't match the tone of the show now. <laughs> well, like, I really got like insecure. I'm just like, cool. I can't wait um, to hear your Google. I can't wait. Does tea go bad? 
<laughs> you know That's what, though? Not- uh, I do want to know. If this was on Reddit, I would get ripped apart. They're like, Maria's was cool, but who gives a shit about tea and leaves? That's, that's all I want. <laughs> Just people <laughs> on Reddit to think I'm cool. Um, oh, did you want answers? Yeah, um, I, I would like to know, actually, because... Uh, well, no, so, so this is the thing, is both makeup and tea, in my mind, don't go bad. There's no, You can have them. Like, I have makeup since middle school. School. I have tea since I was born. I don't know. I don't go through them fast. I don't use them uh, a lot. And when I find out that these things have a shelf life, it is shocking to me. So I think I found out in like some girly article five years ago that you should be replacing your makeup every six months. That's insane. Cool. Cool. I have I have makeup from middle school. Like I legit have twenty year old makeup that I'm like, yeah, it's my favorite. It's in this big tub. I when am I ever like I don't like blush. Blush is like it's this big and you put it right here for two seconds. Like it takes me five years to go through my blush. It's like a big like I have a party, like I so, never get through a blush as much as it just cracks and breaks and, and, and gets into powder everywhere all over my makeup bag. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then, yep, yep. I've cleaned my makeup bag many times because a blush has just decided to not want to live anymore. Like just suicidal blush. Like it's just like, <laughs> we're done. We don't want to be here anymore. I just, I feel like you should go for a different type of rouge. Um, <laughs> but honestly, uh, Justin has, um, my boyfriend has like a whole shelf of tea and I'm pretty religious about drinking it every morning. And he like grabs something. He's like, does this go bad? And I was like, I don't know. Um, so we looked it up and I would say, so basically it says it does start to lose its flavor. This is my favorite part. It says it actually has a pretty long shelf life as long as it doesn't touch heat, water, light, or air. And I was like, so as long as you don't make a cup of tea, yeah. like, I just like a part of me was like, that is the weirdest way to break down if it stays. But for the most part, they say, almost like when we talked about do drugs go bad, like over-the-counter drugs, it just starts to lose its flavor after a couple of years. So most tea is at its highest potency for about two years, but it has a pretty long shelf life. Um, It just might start to lose. It used some big words, and I just didn't write them down because it was too much for my tiny brain right now. But yeah, yeah, I was just like, I was like, I could try to learn how to say that, or I could just be like, flavor flavor particles um but for the most part it basically said not really like it, so it has it's a pretty exactly high... like you tend to throw nothing out from what i've learned from you from doing this podcast because yeah. it is exactly like advil or ibuprofen or something where medicine doesn't lose its shelf life it just gets less potent so you're discovering yeah. that about tea as well yeah and, yeah and herbs Which are, is, so- are like a form of medicine let's talk about it sure yeah. Um, and, and dried herbs are also something you should replace every year. Um, yeah. Again, had it since college. Like, I, I feel know, like I've there's seen, a cap on it. I've seen your um, spice racks. Am I just gross? Like, I mean, it's not that you're gross, but you, you, you keep things. That was the nicest way of putting that. I just, I don't use stuff a lot. like spices, to be perfectly uh, frank. Um, I just wasn't taught to throw things out or like 
let's put it this way. Like I burnt something I was cooking the other day and I burnt it and I ate it because that's what I was taught. Like if you can get it down, it's still food and you spent money on it and it's still edible. And so I've really learned to like a lot of burnt. I mean, it was bacon and I like it crispy, but this was truly like not bacon anymore. And I ate it because I did it. I fucked up and I was taught to eat it. Johnny throws nothing out. He he will keep empty packages in the cupboard. Um, he throws nothing out. And uh, I made jo- chocolate chip cookies and I burnt them. But I knew if I asked him, uh, can I throw these out? He would say no. So I just threw them out. And then he, he was like, <laughs> they weren't good. Were they, they so burnt that they were black or were they just like not to your They standard? weren't to my standard. Oh my God. I would have beat the shit out of you. I would have totally ate those. Like, I don't know. I'm just, first of all, I'm not a foodie. We've always known that about me. Like, I don't know. I love how the idea make- of you beating the shit out of me over chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> I'd been like, you selfish bitch. Like, you're, going you're, like for that, you're going for that icicle train. Like, bitch, get over here. <laughs> I just, I don't know. That's, I don't know if that's like growing up with like not a lot of money or just how my parents grew up with even less money or just the fact that raised by a czar apparently (laughs) (laughs) i've always felt that way about you i was just like you expect a lot from people and i was just not like i don't know if it's because like culturally your parents are like we have a princess and we will do whatever she needs and my parents are like we have spares like there's (laughs) so many of you that like i don't care if you don't make it back from school (laughs) but it's not like i grew up rich i just didn't no, not at all. That's why it's shocking. I, <laughs> I love I, when I can tell your disdain for me. <laughs> no, I have no disdain for you, but you're right. I've, I act as if I have millions of dollars. <laughs> I just don't. I barely, I couldn't afford a fucking certificate from Shaw Academy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So Kat said, you're the richest poor person I know. <laughs> like, I just always seem to have everything I've ever wanted with no money at all. Well, I've always believed in Maria magic. Like, I don't think our audience understands that Maria doesn't have any money, but when she needs money, it magically appears. And it sounds like she's robbing banks. And I'm not around her enough to know if that is true or false. <laughs> but... Maria has put herself in some crazy financial situations. And then as a friend, I'm just like worried. And I'm like, I think she's probably going to live with me any second now. Um, And I'm just like, I'm like literally like making a cot in my room because I'm just like, she fucked up this time. (laughs) And then magically you figure it out in a way that almost is like, it feels serendipitous. Like, like, like you were put in this situation so that you could have like an amazing story about Mm. I just feel like your final biography or like autobiography is going to be magical where it's just going to be chapters about like when I needed money and I magically found money, a story of Maria's survival. The law of attraction is real. The biggest amount I've ever gotten was $10,000 and it was to be a part of a documentary. Yeah. I think I remember that one. And oh my God, the two weeks that I had $10,000, that was the richest. (laughs) I've ever felt. That's my Maria. That's my Maria. 
if I had been given $10,000, I'd be like, oh, let me show it to you. Like there was a comic, I forget, I think it was my friend Monroe Martin. He has like a joke about how like if he had a million dollars, he wouldn't spend it on anything. He would just keep opening his bank account to look at it. Like he's just like, I would just look and be like, I have a million dollars in my bank account. Like that's almost how I feel about money. Like I don't need it to go anywhere. I just want to like the safety of having it is the high I would get. I think having a million dollars would be such a cruel amount of money to have because as soon as you spend a penny of it, you're no longer a millionaire. So yeah, but I, I get that. And honestly, like I'm, I'm, I've gone through the phase of my life of having money and spending money. Like I've, I think I'd be really different now if I came into a lot of money suddenly. I, do, I, I just think I'd be smarter. <laughs> she about it. says just, as she pitches our Patreon. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm not going to blow your money on anything. Like, I, but, but no, I mean, honestly, I, I just think I, I went through that enough to, to now know, like, not to, not to be stupid. I because hope so. It goes fast. It goes really It does fast. go fast. It does go very fast. I mean, I've, I've never felt flush with money. I've always been preparing for a rainy day. And then, you know, the pandemic happened and I was like, oh my God, there's a thunderstorm that we don't, like, it's a hurricane. It's a tsunami. It's like every weather situation. And I like, for the first time, I'm just like, okay, I don't, I don't have enough for this to last very long. But at the same time, I'm kind of like, that's where like, truly my parents are like, don't waste anything, save everything, put everything to the side. Like, it sounds silly, but yeah, I have all my ketchup packets because you know, someday you're not going to be able to afford ketchup. That's you, what I was taught. You were born in the Great Depression, like, or something. Like there's, <laughs> there's something about you. And I'm the only same. one prepared. <laughs> Seriously, you have the same mentality as someone who was like lived through that. And, um, you know, I just, I, there's something, I've never met anybody so prepared for fucking everything. <laughs> like, just when you, <laughs> you came to London, I needed what one time I had broken a nail and you're like, I have some nail glue. Uh, just one second. <laughs> and then like, I think my headphones, something hit like the, this, this, this tape. Jeez, this is your tape. Yeah. In London, not even where you live, what you packed. <laughs> yep. You were able to help me fix. Well, I mean, at least cover this. So it didn't, wasn't like hanging out with wires and stuff. You just, I was I like, look- something to like fix this and you're like I have tape <laughs> just you have everything in your I don't I was raised to be like I was never a girl scout I think my dad was a boy scout and then my little brothers were became eagle scouts like they were in boy scouts and then they made eagle scout or whatever like I was just taught to like always be prepared utilize everything you have but also be like do with as little as you have like I don't know like that's just if the apocalypse happened, I would want to be with you. And like it is happening and you should be. I was with you and then and then fucking Amanda had to buy your flight home, that bitch. Like I was <laughs> so ready to keep you. And she's like, I've prepared it. I've found you a flight. And I was like, Oh god. Oh god. <laughs> I need her. <laughs> All right. Um, what are we doing? We haven't even gotten to let's get personal. Okay, yeah, let's do that um crap i wrote it down okay um okay so let's get personal um uh do you do you hate the sound of your own voice mm-hmm. yeah yeah well, i picked a dumb career for that too um i can't uh i can't watch myself do comedy because like i get into this decibel 
that's like, I'm just like, I don't know guys, like, it's like I'm trying to do the job of the microphone, but that's what the microphone is there for. So it's just like a bit like, God. You, you feel like you get louder? I'm trying to project my voice. Okay. But it ends up at a decimal that isn't flattering. I, I have um, spent a lot of time trying to get to a certain voice level. Because there's the fake, I don't know if you've ever worked in the service industry, like uh, waiting tables or whatever, but there's the fake, like, how's everybody doing today? Like, how's everybody, are we all happy? Like, I can't even do it. It's so unnatural for me. How are we uh, doing today? Are we good? Kindness. Yeah, but it's not, you can still be kind and be like, but I speak to people in this voice and they're just like. Aggressive. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, your mom died today. Jesus. Like, so, it, but is this your, is this listening to your voice or is it the voice that comes out of your head like because they basically say it's two different because like our voice is bouncing off our brain or not our brain but like our physical body that what we hear when we're talking right now is different from what we hear when we listen back to ourselves. yeah it's both um and I think I I just forget about it when you're talking I'm not constantly thinking the sound of my voice when I'm talking and I'm, I'm fully aware of it when I'm listening to myself uh, do stand-up. Um, but then again, like, if I'm in the car by myself singing, love my voice, holy shit, having the best time. Um, yeah, I don't know if I hate the sound of my own voice as much as I'm not, not I don't want to say I'm not used to it, because, like, truly, I have to listen back to myself most weeks. But it's just never it never sounds the way I want it to sound. And mm -hmm. I, I feel like it's deeper than I want it to be. There's a cadence that I'm like, really, that's, that was a choice. That was a choice you made. You've had a cadence for years, but it's gotten less so. It's gotten more natural. Um, over yeah. The years. I, yeah. I, I mean, I, I've worked really hard to try to be more of myself on stage, but I definitely still have some semblance of a cadence, but I don't know. I, I, I don't think I hate it. I just, I feel weirdly uncomfortable around it. I don't know okay. what that is. Um, I'm not sure, but I, yeah. It's just, it sucks when you have to listen to yourself for hours. Like I remember recording, a, like whenever I do a 45 to an hour set recording and I have to listen to it, I'm just like, oh God, I just. I treat myself. I like, if I have to, like when I had to watch my special over and over again to like edit it and send notes to the editor it was like I think I watched it 15 times I don't I think half the reason comics or any kind of performer has a lot of self-hate is nobody should be allowed to watch themselves that much it's like the worst thing like I thought I was going to pick apart like what like what I decided to wear or like jokes but really I just was like over and over again I was like I hate this so much yeah like, I hate being in a room alone with myself. But the thing is, is like the podcast doesn't bother me that much when I edit the podcast. When I did a web series, I don't mind watching myself at all on the web series. Uh, it's just mostly it's stand up. Do you think it's because you're by yourself? Like it's Maybe. just you as opposed to like we're going back and forth on a web series, you're going back and forth. It's like not. Yeah, I think that's true. Because I think because whenever I do our shows, 45 minutes. I am so sick of the sound of my own voice. I'm like, Jesus Christ, I'm still talking. And uh, yeah, so this breaks it up. Obviously, a web series will break it up. So maybe it's that. Let's get into our topic. Um, I, I chose our topic. Um, 
because it's near and dear to my stomach. Um, uh, I chose IBS and like gastrological issues. I, I don't know, have you ever dealt with, like, do you have IBS? Do you have any kind of like re reoccurring gastrological or just like the regular, like had a bad day, now it's everybody's problem? <laughs> yeah. I don't think so. I, <laughs> I, don't, uh, I don't have any ongoing IBS issues. The only thing uh, that I've had a long-term issue with is being able to swallow food. I can't and pills. Oh, okay. I can't swallow food. It gets stuck somewhere down at the bottom of my esophagus, and I have to like struggle to get it down. And sometimes I'll end up having to throw it back up because because um, it's stuck. It's stuck. So if it if it won't go down, and that, so sometimes I'll have to. Go, we we've eaten together. For oh yeah. So many years. You must have known. Like sometimes, yeah, I did it in Paris. Like you have to. Sometimes I have to go to the bathroom to like. I have to like burp enough to get it down, or it throws up. But whether, whatever it is, I can't do it in polite society. So I have to like go to the bathroom to do it. Sometimes just, it's just a matter of getting up and walking. And for some reason that jiggling it around makes it go down. Um, and then two, hmm? Sorry to interrupt you, but it makes me laugh because like my, my cat, I had to pill my cat three days a week for, for like two years. And pilling a cat is one of the worst things you could wish upon somebody. But the way you do it is you open their mouth you throw the pill in, you close their mouth, and then you rub their throat to kind of make them swallow or whatever. And the amount of time, like I had a two, two out of three success rating. And like every time was like a victory. But when I wasn't, like sometimes I would think she swallowed it and then I see the pill on the ground. Sometimes she would just start packing it up. And it's like the amount, like if my parents weren't vets and these pills weren't free, I would have been crying every single night. But there is a part of me that's like, I should have been pilling you all these years. Like there's a part of me that's like, <laughs> I have a pretty good success rate. I think I could have really helped you. Just, it's just yeah. me on a table, just rubbing your throat. <laughs> I'm already really dependent on you. And I just feel like that would just <laughs> take us to a new level push it over the edge. It's too much. <laughs> but um, yeah, so like the two reasons for it that I've been given are GERDs, which is gastro something it's like acid reflux. There's too much acid, stomach acid being made and it's coming up into my throat and making it hard to swallow. And the other one is that I have an overactive muscle in the esophagus that, that doesn't know when to contract and when not to contract. So I'll be trying to push food down and it's just like, what? <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> you know? yeah. you, did you want to do something right now? Like it almost feels like you just keep walking into a room and they're like, Hey, knock first. And you're like, yeah. oh, sorry. sorry. Yeah, exactly. It's like, look, I'm constantly eating. So just open. <laughs> I have to say for somebody that is a foodie and like somebody that like, like food is like, there's a lot of pride to it. There's a lot of excitement to it. It feels really mean for you to have some kind of swallowing issue. I think it was the best thing the universe could have done for me. Cause do you know how fat I would be if I could eat all the food I wanted to eat? <laughs> so, so it is... So have you ever been tested or this is 100% a internet diagnosis? Mostly Maria internet diagnosis. When I went to the doctors when I was a teen, that the, the GERD thing is what he said. He gave me some medication. I don't remember it helping or if it, I don't remember if it helped or not because it was so long ago. And then I remember when I was in Miami with, with Kat, she was seeing a guy and he was a doctor and he told me the thing about the esophagus thing. So, I mean, I would, basically I would have had to go to an ear, nose and throat doctor and probably have like swallow a camera to see what's going on down there. I think it is acid reflux, but like whenever I swallow, like my throat gurgles a little bit, makes a little noise. Have you, 
have you ever done anything to so like there's a like acid reflux like there's a bunch of like like triggers for it like have you ever tried taking those triggers out to see if it helps at all like i think coffee chocolate just anything fun if you take it out um is supposed to help soda you know i know joy have you ever taken joy out of your uh, diet to see if it helps you're not allowed to have tomatoes like everything i've ever loved in life is is uh not okay in the acid reflux diet i've i mean like i've tried things over the years like yeah there was um, a book called clean gut and you're basically starving yourself for i don't i don't remember and you know i read that book diet. yeah i think um, you gave me that book i love that book was from time. your shelf that's very yep. possible. So, so yeah, I mean, there's stuff you try over the time, but like all those diets are so hard to, to keep up. You're like, I'll just have issues swallowing. I'd rather just eat. <laughs> but have you tried at all to see if it would even work? Like, have you done like 30 days where you tried to cut those things out? No, that's I, what I'm I, saying. I can't get there. I'm, I'm, after two days, I fuck up a diet. I cannot diet. Okay. I give that to you. I'll give it to you. I, I respect it. I've done every try to fix my body diet with either some, actually some real results or like even with the results, I realized I didn't want to live this life. Like the amount of times that I've done something solved a problem and I was like, I'm miserable. I'm yeah. absolutely miserable. And I don't, I don't want to continue to be alive if this is how I'm going to have to function. So I'll just deal with being itchy or I'll just deal with my stomach not being great. Yeah. It is that trade-off. It's like, well, this isn't like, it's not, easy for people to eat that way all the time forever it's hard so it, 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 it didn't hard. mean enough to me to try to fix it i honestly think because there's a couple of issues that i have that i've tried to fix that i couldn't fix that i do think diet would have like a strict diet would have helped and i've just gone i'll just deal with that later so my stomach issues aren't as bad as they used to be but i i don't know i definitely have like leaky gut whatever that definition is. I mean, that can be like of a bigger problem. I was tested for small bacteria, small intestinal bacteria overgrowth. Is that the right way of saying that? Sobo or something? It's a really small cute intestine. name for something horrific. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not fun. Um, and then I have tried to take something for it. It did absolutely nothing. Even though I read like it'll do absolutely nothing. I tried doing the diet. I could not stay on the diet. Then I was pretty much diagnosed with IBS but I was kind of diagnosed with IBS after I did all the work myself. When I went to the doctor, I felt like 70% better. So I should probably even say what IBS is. Um, oh, I don't even think I know. Irritable, bowel, irritable, bowel, irritable syndrome. bowel syndrome. Yeah. I was like, I could not figure out what the I was for a second. <laughs> um, no, irritable bowel syndrome. Like I think, I think I've had all the symptoms of it for like a really, really long time. And I, I mean, I just became addicted to Pepto. Like I've constantly had stomach problems. I don't know, since I was a teenager, like I just never, I just thought it was kind of normal. And like, whenever I told my parents my stomach hurt, they would throw Pepto at me. So I was like, oh, this is a thing that everybody deals with and you just have Pepto. And then um, me and Carmen were living together and we both had stomach issues and we would always be running out of Pepto. And it was like one of the weirder fights to have with somebody. I was like, dude, if you're gonna use all the Pepto, you need to replace it. And and then it ended up I becoming had the same a fights with my my roommates, but it was over wine, so that's hilarious. <laughs> and that's almost like we joked about it because to the point where we we're like, "What are we doing with this Pepto?" And it became the sketch called Pretty in Pink, and it just became this like very silly sketch idea that like Carmen was like 
drinking it like wine. She was using it as a face mask. She was drinking it as like a, like a Gatorade. Like we ended up being silly about it because it was something that we both, we both had similar stomach issues and we both were like oddly addicted to it. And it you know, wasn't- You can use milk of magnesia as a face mask. Can you? Yeah, and it'll like matte your face so that it's some sort of a primer for um for makeup. You know what's really funny about that is when we were doing the sketch, I was so scared that it was gonna hurt her face that I made her put like lotion or something on. Like I made her have like a barrier because she was like, because she, she was like, I'm gonna put on my face, and I was like, if it burns your face off or something, I don't want to be responsible. So I made her put a layer. I was like, so, and then I was like, take it off, take it off. Like I was like freaking out. I don't because... think Pepto would have been good to put on the face. Cause I think there's something mint in it or something. There's some like, um, menthol yeah. that probably would have fucked up her face, but so good call there, but I'm saying, thank, you, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I just like, I remember shooting that and being like filled with anxiety, but <laughs> I just well, couldn't handle it. You know that movie Stalker that I was watching earlier? They they mm-hmm. shot it in um to to they shot it in a nuclear testing field. So everybody who sh- who was in that movie, who was involved with that movie, eventually died of radiation poisoning. What? Yeah. So sometimes you have to suffer for your art, Liz. So like you know, <laughs> little peps on the face. That- that one hit me. When was that movie made? <laughs> 1979, I think. Oh my god. I feel bad that I hurt you. <laughs> it, that really like winded me. I was like, oh my god, they made a movie that was like, was it a horror movie? No, it was like an art house movie. So it was sort of a metaphor for, you know, it was like a vague, vaguely veiled metaphor for living in a Soviet life and trying to get out of it. And and then they gave themselves all cancer. This is a sad well, everyone, episode. It's a, no, it's not. Just go watch it so it was all worth it. <laughs> Your art lives on forever. Yeah. Oh, my God. Now I'm going to be like, if I ever shoot somewhere, I'm going to be like, can we, like, is there somebody with, like, a little beaker or something that can, like, find out? You're going to be high maintenance for totally different reasons. Uh, I'm going to be like, can I get my Avion for my face, please? And you're going to be like, can we test the pH levels in here? You're like, um, in my contract, it says that I have to have a scientist test the water, uh, <laughs> test the air. Can that be like the excuse why I don't make it? Like people would be like, oh, I heard she was like super high maintenance. And they'd be like, oh, did she want like everything to have glitter on it and like everything to have diamonds? And they're like, no, she was just really scared that people were going to get sick and die. And they're like, that just seems like she's a good person. <laughs> Who's the second person in that scenario? You? <laughs> she just seems like an me. angel. They're yeah, no, I have, a lot, yeah, I have a lot of conversations where I'm both the person taking care of me and I'm the person. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, per- I'm parenting myself. Isn't that a fun analogy for my childhood? <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It's funny. I like want to talk about IBS, but I don't want to get into the details of it because I don't think anybody wants to hear the details of IBS. Do we, do we need details? You can imagine what like your 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 stomach is doing if you have issues with your digestion so i'm i'm allergic to yeast i found out i think like when i was 25 i found out i was allergic to yeast and kidney beans and i was making a lot of chili i found like like one of the first recipes i ever learned was a chili recipe when i was in college and so i would make big vats of it and then i would freeze it and i would just always have like whenever I didn't want to make food, I would have chili. So it was like cool to know that I was like killing myself the whole time. <laughs> um, and then also I've always been to eat pe- like I, 
the amount of people that have that staple when they're not doing well, like, like, um, Justin had a subletter that was staying here and she was working in New York, but she lives in LA. And when everybody got sent home, she was like, well, if I'm going to work from home, I might as well go back to LA. And she had ordered all these supplies from Amazon and they just got here yesterday. So she ordered them early March and they just got here yesterday. And so it had her name on it. And I texted her. I was like, Hey, um, you know, you have a package from Amazon. Is it okay to open it up? And she goes, yeah. She's like, can you film the unboxing? And I was like, absolutely. So I'm filming it. And I'm like, I feel like one of those like YouTube stars. That's just like, you're just like, Hey guys, I got the new iPhone. just want to, we're going to unbox it. We're going to figure out the features together. So I'm unboxing it. I take it out and it's 12 Mac and cheese boxes. It's like 12 full boxes of Mac and cheese. And I just start hysterically laughing. And she's like, Oh yeah. When I am worried, I bunker down. If I get Mac and cheese, I don't have to leave the house for like a week and I could just eat Mac and cheese. And I was like, Oh my God. I was like, I'm totally that person, but mine was PB and J. Like I've always been like, all right, I have bread. I have peanut butter. I have jelly. I could eat that three times a day forever and I'll be fine. And then I found out that I was allergic to yeast and that I was poisoning my body. My I've been life. eating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich every day since the quarantine. Yeah, yeah, it never gets old. It really doesn't. It's so good. And like Johnny hates jam, and I'm just like, it's the perfect combo. It's the perfect oh, combo. Jam. You can't even. He can't even look at it. Like, don't talk to him about is it. Is that an is that an English thing or is that no, a Johnny thing? It's Johnny thing. He's two things. He just cannot like catch up. He can't look at. It makes him sick. What? And jam. Mm-hmm. And then I very, like at one point he put sriracha all over his pizza and I was like, how can you, how can you can eat sriracha and not ketchup? And he was like, don't, don't make that don't comparison. Fuck, don't, Please don't, yeah, don't fuck up for me. me. Yeah, don't, don't, I can't. Wow, you're just mean. He's like, whoa, try- whoa, whoa, How is that mean? I wasn't trying to ruin it for him. I was trying to get a logical answer. And then I had to be and like, he, well, sriracha's but made a You chili. of all people, yeah, but you of all people know there's no logic in what you like and don't like. Yeah. Everybody, everybody knows that. Like, there's zero logic. Yeah. Like there's, I know people that are like, I only have sea salt and you're like, it's all salt. You like salt. Maple syrup diet. The, what's that called? Master cleanse. Do you remember that? Wasn't it like lemon juice? Maple syrup, lemon juice and um, salt. And the salt is what made you just shit, just shit until like <laughs> everything was out of your system. And then uh, that was it. Lemon juice, maple syrup, water, salt. Pretty sure that was it. Actually, it was really good. <laughs> Really like it tasted that. good. It tasted really good. Yeah. Did you lose weight on it? I didn't stick with it long enough. I can't stick with anything. But um, there's I a part. Of, so I, there's a there's a part of me that's like any diet where you don't take in real nutrients is going to be a successful diet. Like there's a part of me that's like, cool. Your body didn't get what it needed, and it just started to like eat its own. But like that's what happens. I feel like is like your body isn't getting what it's supposed to. So it starts going into reserves and you're like, I'm losing weight. And it's like, no, we're dying, bitch, bitch. We're dying. Yeah. But it's the same thing, Liz. (laughs) It's fine. (laughs) Dying and being skinny has always been the same. I don't know. I just knew that it took me like much longer than the average person to know that I wasn't healthy and that there was something wrong. And finding out that I had a yeast allergy was like the first thing to be like, Oh, I'm putting something in my body that my body can't handle. And it led me on like, a long road to finding out that I had candida or finding out I had candida going to like any kind of gastrological doctor to find out what was going on with my stomach. But what's weird about it is I did so much 
self-research and so much internet research. And like, was I was super strict on, I first started with like the paleo diet and I did the paleo diet, I think for like two years. Then I turned it into the candida diet, which was almost impossible to maintain. I probably only did that for like six months. And then I tried doing like an autoimmune paleo diet, which basically is the paleo diet, but like you take out like, uh, like nightshades. So you're taking out like tomatoes, potatoes, peppers, other, you know, eggplant. But like, I, I'm like, what am I just like eating an eggplant at home? Like I, I got an eggplant in a veggie box that I ordered. <laughs> uh-huh. And I just, I was like, what the fuck is this? For? Why would they do that? Cause like I'll, I'll order, yeah. I'll buy baba ganoush that's made in a tub. Grill it. Yeah, it's probably all right. Yeah, and then I know my, people make eggplant parmesan, but that's for like a vegetarian uncle that you're just trying to like make sure he doesn't complain. Like nobody is like excited about eggplant. And you parmesan. have to like dewater it. Like you have to like take all the water out, or it just becomes this gooey mess. And it's it's a really difficult vegetable to deal with for very little payoff. No, so I got off topic. I feel like um, one of the reasons I even wanted to talk about like IBS is the fact that I've probably fixed it for the most part strictly through diet like there's definitely like medicine you can take and like there's all these things when I finally did go to a doctor that they wanted to prescribe me but I was so I was like 70 to 80 percent feeling better that I was like I kind of healed my gut I don't think I like I think I still have issues with it but I kind of went from feeling sick and uncomfortable most days to like now it's like maybe once a month maybe once every two months. Like it's kind of crazy to go from like feeling like my body was not functioning well and in a lot of pain. And what's weird about it though is so, okay, I went on a super strict diet. It healed a lot of my body and I don't get sick nearly as much as I used to. But when I mess up now, it's 10 times worse. Like I get this weird shooting pain. I couldn't even tell you what organ it is. It just feels like it's like... It doesn't even strictly feel like it's in my stomach. It like shoots up my side and I've fallen out of my chair and just like hugged myself in the fetal position until it passed because it's one of the most painful shooting pains I have ever had. Oh my God. And it's like, it's like cramps mixed with like, I don't know, childbirth. I've never had a child, but I'm going to go there. It like truly is, I used to get them occasionally and they would be painful, but now when I eat something I'm not supposed to or like have some kind of gastrological like it's it's I've cried like I've truly like been on the floor and cried because it's been one of the most painful shooting pains I've ever had I probably should look up exactly what's happening but that's the weird thing about like healing your body like I'm not used to the pain as much and the pain comes back 10 times worse because you like tolerate it like that's the weird thing is like most people I know that have IBS it just becomes a part of your daily lifestyle that it doesn't even bother you and you don't think much of it almost the same way that guys are just like how do you deal with having a period you're like I've dealt with it every like one week out of every month since I was 13 and I felt that way about like IBS where like it was such a part of my life that like being addicted to Pepto like having all these like weird things that I would like take or rituals or whatever like I was so ingrained in it that it didn't feel weird anymore and then now that I'm not in pain and I don't have the same stomach issues when they do come back I'm just like we're not prepared <laughs> like I don't feel like I have the same tolerance and set of skills to handle it the way I did 
pretty much most of my so, life. What was the diet that ended up working for you? I would say it was like a mixture of like paleo, because um, I did paleo pretty strict for like two to three years. And then I just kind of experimented. Like I read every book on how to like how, how to heal your leaky gut, how to fix your gut. Um, I even read a book because like I had hormonal, ac hormonal acne and I was pretty sure um, my hormonal acne was linked to my gut issues. So I read a whole book on like how to balance your hormones as a woman. So any, it's crazy. Like it was honestly a mix of like four different things that you're supposed to put in and take out. I did every vitamin you can think of. I took every herb you're supposed to. I um, took everything out of your diet that you're supposed to like paleo specifically it's like nothing white like that's their whole thing like you don't you're not having flour you're not having processed sugar you're not having potatoes i guess um it, everything's supposed to be unprocessed so i wasn't eating chips out of a bag um i wasn't eating cookies um i truly made most of the stuff uh the other thing is um and this is a little bit of chinese medicine i did go to a chinese medicine doctor when i was like at my worst and their whole thing with Chinese medicine is that, for, or at least not their whole thing, but one of their main things is everything should be hot. Like you shouldn't be having cold stuff and everything should be cooked. And what I really realized is like raw vegetables, ugh, my body okay. cannot handle anything raw. So like I cooked all my vegetables, I cooked all my food, everything was like produce or meat. It was all like grass-fed meat, happy cows, happy chickens, chickens that have a, you know, a degree in something. Like I stayed away from fried foods. It was like Oh, oils is the big thing. For whatever reason, most like canola oils, like really bad for you. Like they, I read so much about oils that I wish I still maintained like what everything means, but like there's a certain boil point where they become rancid. Mm -hmm. When you think of like fried food, cause I think like most fried foods made in canola oil, like I just avoided all oils except for like olive oil. And you know, I jumped on the bandwagon of coconut oil. There's all these like things that say that it's good for you. There's tons of things that now say it's bad for you. I don't know. It didn't affect me in a bad way, but I tried to just stay with just coconut oil and olive oil. And honestly, I really think avoiding bad oils, eating non-processed food changed, like truly healed my stomach because I'm, I've always eaten like a 14 year old boy. Like I just, I love snacks. Like I grew up on microwavable meals. I grew up on like chips and candy. I still like that stuff. I have good weeks and bad weeks now. I'm not going to say like I'm perfect now because I definitely have fallen off in a lot of ways, but because I was so strict for so long, you do kind of like reprogram your body. It's not forever. And that gave me a lot of confidence because like when I thought I was going to have to be on this diet forever to feel better, it was really hard to maintain. That's what but I was going to ask. I was going to say like, how long did you have to do it till you started noticing a difference and having it sort of stick so that you didn't have to be, have a strict diet? anymore i would say i would say a year i would say like a year year and a half um i was my strictest for about two years um but most of the people i and this is also the other thing to keep in mind everything i've read says it has to do with how long it's been going on and how bad it is so i think i've had leaky gut and and ibs and all the stuff since i was probably in elementary school like i think it's been a problem most of my life um, and it's been ignored because like, I remember when I told my mom, like I was allergic to yeast and that I had IBS and this stuff. And like, my mom's like, we used to make fun of you because I'm Italian. We would have pizza every Friday 
And I would say, my tummy hurts. And everybody would be like, Liz had a little piece of pizza and her tummy hurts. Like, like, they'd, like they would make fun. They'd be like, Liz had half a bagel and her tummy hurts. And then I told my mom I was allergic to yeast. She's like, we were mean to you. And I was like, I know. I know you were. So I've always, I've always had stomach issues for as long as I can remember. So I think the fact that I think this was a long problem for me and that it's been an issue for long. It took me longer. So I think if it's something that like wasn't as um, uh, long a period of time, I think you could probably get away with six months. They basically say it takes about three months to see any kind of change at all. And that some people can heal as much as six months. But I think for me, the fact that I did it around two to three years really helped me a lot. I don't know. I think if I stu stuck with it longer, I bet you my face probably, like my acne issues probably would have healed better. Um, I think I set a really, really good foundation. And like I said, I r rarely have stomach issues the way I did before, but I still know that I have residual. I still have candida um, for all intents and purposes. I think I still have small intestinal bacteria overgrowth. I, I've tested twice. I always come back that I have it. I think it's antibiotics they give you. I can't remember what exactly they give you, but I just don't think it worked and I, I'm, I don't have much belief in it. So I don't want to do it again. Um, antibiotics almost killed me. I took, almost I, I took antibiotics for something and then I started like shitting watery diarrhea for probably a month. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, it was bad. I had to cancel a show once cause I couldn't, I had to stop to find a bathroom. It was from the antibiotics. And I was like, I'm not going to make it there on time. And I, I honestly, if I do make it, I don't know that I'll be able to stay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think anybody's going to want me there. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, I went to a doctor and he was like, whoa, <laughs> he was like, oh, that's not good. <laughs> it's not, I feel like doctors have seen everything so that when you tell them something, they're like, whoa, this is like the, the do not continue back of the box shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you should have came earlier. <laughs> yeah, this is a severe problem. I mean, that's one of the things they don't tell you is it like, I, I can't believe we're talking about diarrhea, but like in general, like that's such a, like, it's so bad because you can really dehydrate really fast. I mean, as an adult, you have some time, but like when it's in kids or babies, like literally it doesn't take very long for that to become super serious and yeah. nobody it's a very gross inconvenience but nobody talks about the fact that it's like a very bad medical problem I like did, it should no, it was scary like i was i was um buying a lot of coconut water and a lot of uh, like electrolyte electrolyte water um because i was just looking on the internet like what's going on <laughs> you know and eventually i was like i think I, I think it's been long enough i should go back to a doctor and see what see what's up i do like i do like our personalities where you're just like okay my internet degree is failing me right now and i think i'm going in for a professional before i die <laughs> yeah I do think it's going to be so funny that like we're going to die and somebody's going to look at our search history and they're going to be like, she really gave it a shot though. Like she really tried to fix it on her own. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Like, she had some that's, great Googles. That's what it's going to be. Gonna gonna be, be that's like, what it's going to say on my gravestone. Tried to fix it on her own. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I don't have like clearly all this stuff is speculation, but I can firmly tell you that like diet alone is what changed my stomach issues. We did something. Something's I think we did. Good. I think we did. And we did it on Zoom. <laughs> yeah. So you got to, you got to see um, what my face looks like when I spur out facts that aren't real. <laughs> like you get to see that the fact that I don't believe in what I'm saying. Um, 
okay, so hopefully you have subscribed to us um, on however you listen to podcasts, uh, Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play. We're on all of them, Maria. Did you know that? Yeah. Our podcast is everywhere. Um, Except so for SoundCloud. Yeah, it's too much work. I'm sorry. Yeah. If that's where you listen to podcasts, I think I judge you. Um, so subscribe to us. If you do listen on iTunes or Stitcher, please uh, rate and review us. That really helps. It takes truly two seconds, and um, that helps us out a lot. We have a Patreon. Patreon. Thank you to everybody uh, who's um, oh. already our Patreons. That's incredible. Yeah, we send them bonus episodes. We send episodes early. You can control our Googles. Um, there's so many fun little bonusy things you can do, and we are so grateful for the people we have. We're on all the social media. If you want to find out about us that way, we post weird pictures. That's mostly what we do. Yeah, and you know, like, comment, email us. We'll get back to you eventually. Um, we record a lot of these, and then they come out years later. So we'll get back to you. <laughs> yeah, we will get back to you. <laughs> Um, so, and we love hearing from you. Uh, you can email us at two nondoctors at gmail.com. We appreciate you. Uh, tell us if you like the fact that this was a video as opposed to um, just audio. We sacrifice uh, sound a little bit, but I don't think it matters. It sounds fine. And then, yeah, I, we'd love to hear if you took something or did something to help with your IBS. Well, you, you guys uh, yeah, what's going on with my throat, let me know. Yeah, acid reflux, the fact that Maria can't swallow, we have to fix Maria. This is really what this podcast is about. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Love How the idea make- of you beating the shit out of me over chocolate chip cookies. <laughs>